We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition. I am your host for the night, Jacob, a.k.a. the Thunder Mob. And I'm here to talk to you guys about this 148-147 to Thunder win. First game after the All-Star break against the Utah Jazz. What a game it was. Man, double overtime with a game winner by Paul George. Just an incredible game, an incredible game, uh, back and forth, up and down. You know, the Thunder got down early in this game. They come back, they take a lead in a halftime. They get up by eleven in the third quarter just to watch it slip, and being a ten-point hole in the fourth quarter, get it back, go to overtime. Doesn't look good. Ferg fouls out. Russ fouls out. Get it to second overtime. Paul George game winner, just an insane game, just an insane basketball game, and what a start to the stretch run coming down to the playoffs, Um, man, you can't ask for more than that. So, our schedule for tonight, I have a few themes of the game I want to talk about. We're going to take a look at some stats, we're going to take some Twitter questions, and then we're going to get out of here. This game, we have a quick turnaround. The Thunder, I'm recording this at 1242 uh, Friday night slash Saturday morning. The Thunder play another basketball game in like 16 hours. So (laughs) this one, uh, this one's not going to have a long shelf life. Uh, So it's not going to be super long, but let's just go ahead and dive in. My first theme of the night is the Thunder bench struggled. Uh, It was not pretty. Right, Nerlens Noel, one of three for two points. Markeith Morris, zero of one for zero points. Nader, one of two. <laughs> the one was maybe the biggest shot of his NBA career. 
for three points. Schroeder, three of 16 for nine points. That's not good, folks. Burton, zero of four for zero points. The Thunder Bench combined for 14 points on, God, what is that? They made five shots. They took 26. That ain't it. That's not good. Um, surprisingly, Noel was a game worst minus 18 tonight. Um, just, just not good. Not good. So Thunder Bench struggled. We know their bench is a little bit thin. They, they have good front court rotation. They have a good bench point guard, possible six man of the year candidate. But besides that, there, there's not a lot of wing depth on that bench. And they just didn't play well tonight. You know, benches traditionally are inconsistent. So I don't think it's like something to like really worry about moving forward. Um, but the bench just wasn't great, which leads me into my second theme. It was an underwhelming Markeith Morris debut. You know, so Morris did get a lot of burn, 17 minutes. Uh, we saw no Patrick Patterson tonight. And I think that's probably going to be the way it is moving forward. Keith got 17 minutes. Uh, didn't even, I don't even know if he touched the ball like on offense until the fourth quarter. He got a little, a little post up. It looked like in the fourth quarter, a few times Russ was trying to get the screen and pop with him and get Keith open at the three point line. Uh, they just couldn't get it down. He did get a shot in the post, um, turned around, did a little like a 12 foot jumper. It missed, but then had a really nice pass. Deontay Burton fired a pass down onto the baseline to Markeith Morris, who caught it and then immediately dished it back off to Noel on the baseline for a dunk. Uh, it was a, it was a nice play. It was a good assist. Um, Keith actually had two assists, one steal, um, no rebounds. So his his stat sheet is pretty bare. I would expect that to change moving forward. You know, I mean, this dude hasn't played basketball since like Christmas time. Right, and then he just got back with this with this team. Like he's only been around these dudes like two days now, so give him some time, and I think I think he'll be fine. But a little bit of an underwhelming Markeith Morris debut. My next theme is the stars are gonna shine, man. So Russell Westbrook, Paul George, both go for forty plus points. Paul for forty five, Russ for forty three. Surprisingly, Paul was a negative in the plus minus tonight. Uh, but Paul George, 5 of 13 from 3. Russell Westbrook, 6 of 13 for, from 3. Russ, 15 of 29 from the field. George, 17 of 31. Russ had 15 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Paul had eight re 9 rebounds, sorry, 7 assists, and a steal. I mean, they just, they both played great. I mean, 43 points on 29 shots for Russ. 45 points on 31 shots for Paul. That's that's elite. That's that's so 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 good. Um, you can't ask for more than that, man. That's your, your stars are gonna shine, and if those two can be clicking like that, this is a dangerous, dangerous team. Um, flip side of that, stars on the other side. I mean, Donovan Mitchell goes for 38 on 35 shots, which is pretty good. Also, surprisingly, the second worst um, plus minus on the game tonight for either side, Donovan Mitchell, minus 16. A minus 16. 
Almost all the Thunder bench were in the negatives, and the po- the starters were positives. Steven Adams, a plus 19 tonight. And then, so all the Jazz starters are negatives, except for Derek Favors, who gets a lot of burn with the bench. And then all their bench players are negatives. So the Thunder starters really outplayed the Jazz starters tonight. Um, but stars are going to shine, right? Coming down the stretch here, fighting for playoff seeding, getting into the playoffs. You you lean on your stars to win your games. And Paul George and Russell Westbrook did that tonight. Um, my next point, my next theme. Is there a rivalry brewing between these two teams? Justin mentioned on our last podcast that it feels like Thunder versus Jazz is kind of taking the place of what like Thunder Grizzlies was uh, four or five years ago. And I think I really agree with that. I mean, these two teams, there's some bad blood there. Uh, they don't really like each other. Russ does not like Rudy Gobert. I mean, he was he was chirping tonight. Russ was Russ was talking a bit. And then every time Rudy was guarding Russ, Russ just wanted to put him in the post and bully him. Schroeder and Jay Crowder got into it and got double-teched. Uh, Paul George got a layup and flexed on, on Derek Favors. Paul George and Joe Ingles just don't like each other either. I mean, there's there's some 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 beef there, and it's it's fun, right? It's really fun, actually. It's there's definitely a rivalry. I don't want to see the Jazz in the playoffs because that'll make me have to get prescribed a blood pressure medication. But there there's some bad blood here, and it's kind of fun, you know. I think after that playoff series last year, uh, it really started to brew up. Um, especially Joe Ingles talking all the trash to Paul George. Now Paul George literally playing like the MVP of the league. So it's it's a fun little little back and forth between them, um, between these two teams. And so it's I th- I think Justin hit the nail on the head there that this is a this is a budding rivalry in the NBA, and I think it's going to be one we can look forward to for quite a while. You know, with Paul George, Russell Westbrook, uh, Donovan Mitchell. And Rudy Gobert, you know, we just we 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 have the 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 pieces there, the tools there to make this a fun rivalry moving forward. Um, my last theme is fouling out is not a problem. Terrence Ferguson fouls out on what I would argue were some not good calls, um, but you know who am I? Russell Westbrook picks up two fouls in overtime the first overtime i believe he got the fifth and the sixth in the first overtime um not very good not very good meanwhile you know rudy gobert played 10 overtime minutes and didn't record one foul um we're just gonna leave that there okay yeah you guys do what you want with that piece of information i'm just just lobbing it out there but so ferguson fouls out they bring in schroeder which makes sense they slid Russ over to Donovan Mitchell to guard Donovan Mitchell. Russ fouls out. They bring in Abdul Nader, and everyone is like, oh, God, no, not Abdul Nader. No, don't do it. The guy next to me in the arena tonight was like, put in Raymond Felton. And I was like, oh, God, that's not the best idea. Nobody wants Abdul Nader to go in. Abdul Nader goes in, immediately buries a corner three. And the place goes nuts. It was off great ball movement, and he was wide open. He just knocked the thing down. You know, it's it's a great look. He did get the the Jazz. You could tell 
were very much trying to put Abdul Nader in the pick and roll, get the switch, so he would have to guard Donovan Mitchell every possession. And Nader tried hard. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a handful for anybody to guard. But he got help on the backside from guys like Adams and guys like Grant. Grant came up with a few like really clutch blocks, had some clutch plays. Um, but then at the start of the second overtime, Nader gets a, a steal off a rebound or off an inbound, something down there, uh, and got the Thunder another possession. So, you know, he, he grinded out, and he did some good things in overtime. So so props to him. But, you know, the, the overtime is just kind of – kind of ran by Paul George, you know. I mean, he just he snapped. He snapped, had another MVP moment. All right, I want to talk about some team stats real quick uh when we look at the 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 stats for the game. Man, when you look at these stats, this is a game where if I didn't tell you the score of the game, I didn't tell you who won, but I told you the Jazz shoot 49% from the field where the Thunder shot 46 and a half. The Jazz shoot 44% from three where the Thunder shot 41% from three. The Jazz shot 80.6% from the free throw line where the sh- Thunder shot 80% from the th- free throw line. So in all three categories, field goal, three point, and free throw, Jazz shot better than the Thunder. The Jazz out rebound the Thunder by 17. The Jazz out-assist the Thunder by four. They out-block the Thunder by five. And they outscore the Thunder in the paint by two. You hear those stats? If I told you those stats uh, and you hadn't watched the game and hadn't heard the score, you would tell me the Jazz won this game, right? Where the Thunder really created some separation is even though they shot um, a little bit worse from three-point line, than the Jazz, both teams made 18. Jazz were 18 of 41. Thunder were 18 of 44. Um, even though the Jazz shot a little bit better from the free throw line, uh, they only outscored the Thunder by five from the from the free throw line. The assists, pretty close. The big thing in the Thunder's favor were steals. Thunder had 16 steals to the Utah Jazz's eight. Total turnovers, Jazz had 25, Thunder had 11. Thunder scored 30 points off those turnovers. Jazz scored 10 points off Thunder turnovers. Okay, fast break, Thunder scored 27 points, Jazz scored 14. Points in the paint was 66 to 64. Right, so where the Thunder won this game was turning Utah over and generating points into those turnovers. A lot of those turnovers turned into fast break points. So that's that's where the Thunder kind of kept their head above water tonight, and uh, and were really able to to battle back. But even though the the Jazz shot really well from three point line, uh, the Thunder again forty one percent from three. You know this is this is kind of becoming a habit for them, and that's really good news. You know if they can keep shooting the ball like that. So. Thunder beat the Jazz 149-1 or yeah 148-147 sorry 148-147 3 and 0 against the Jazz this season which clinches the tiebreaker. So the Thunder now own the tiebreaker against the Portland Trail Blazers against the Utah Jazz and there's one more game left with Houston. The Thunder currently lead that series 2 to 1. If the Thunder can beat Houston 
of the last meeting of the season, they have the tiebreaker over the three teams which have a chance to to make a push for that three seed, and that is monumental. But basically, gives them an extra game up on those teams, um, and it's going to be really hard for those teams to jump them in the final twenty four games of the season. So that's that's a really really good sign. It's a good thing that the Thunder are are, are wrapping up these these tiebreakers. Um, so that's that's a good thing moving forward in these standings. It's going to really help the Thunder keep that three seed, I think. So so that's good news. Let's move on to some Twitter questions real quick. I'm going to get get the Twitter feed pulled up here. You guys have submitted a lot of questions. Uh, really really appreciate that. So here we go. The first one is from Sydney at Sydney fifty two. It's not really a question, just a statement. Great to be a Thunder fan. Those ups and downs every single game. Wouldn't want it without them. On to the Kings. I could deal without some ups and downs every now and then. Just good that good ass kicking is okay with me every now and then. Uh, the uncontested zone Boomtown at Boomtown RW. What got higher? A. Paul George's floater. B. Mitch McGarry right now. C. Your PP when Paul sunk the floater. Oh, man. Is that a trick question? Is it D, all of the above? I think it's D. Thunderup at Thunderbeardman said, I only got to watch a few minutes. What kind of impact did Keith make, even though he didn't put up any points? Um, so I touched a little bit on Markeith. It was a bit of an underwhelming debut. One thing I did notice that's a little worrisome is Keith guarded Jay Crowder most of the time. And Keith would sink down a little bit when the ball was on the other side of the court, which is by design. The ball would swing around. Jay Crowder would catch up the three-point line. Keith would close out hard, and Jay would just drive past him every single time. And it would create um, a mismatch. It would create a numbers mismatch on the backside where Steven Adams was trying to cover. So that's something Keith's going to have to going to have to work on. You know, he he's going to have to be a a decent defender for this team. But besides that, I think it's hard to read a lot into his first game when he's only been around the guys for two days and he hasn't played since before Christmas. Johnny at Triple Double Kid asks, Abdul Nader, was he good or not in this game? I can't decide. (laughs) Uh, Johnny, that's a really good question because Abdul came in in the first half, didn't do much, didn't see time in the second half because they played Deontay Burton instead. And then came in in the overtime and did some pretty nice things. So I would say it's like a, a meh game from Nader. You know, I think it is very positive that he came in and was able to to contribute to winning that game in overtime. That That's a positive. You know, I don't think he was absolutely atrocious, atrocious on defense in the overtime. Um, like I said, Donovan Mitchell's hard for anybody to guard. And the fact that he hit that big corner three kind of down the stretch in that first overtime um, and and just made himself available. You know, I I, I would say it was a meh to okay game for, for Abdul Nader. OKC Celtics at OKC Celtics says, how the heck did we win that game? Um, I'll answer for that for you, OKC Celtics. The Thunder have the MVP of the league. That's how they won it. Vince Davis at Vince underscore Davis six asks, so when do you put your best defender on their best offensive weapon? Asking for Billy Donovan. 
Another good question. I, I assume you're referring to the Thunder putting Paul George onto Donovan Mitchell. For most of the stretch of, of this game, they had Ferguson on Donovan Mitchell and Paul George on Joe Ingles. The Jazz like to run a lot of offense through Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is a, is a bit of a, a bigger body. Uh, I, I think it was mainly a size matchup thing because Mitchell isn't like real big. He's like six three, six four, I think. Um, and so like Ferg body composition wise matches up better with him than Paul George does. And Paul George matches up better with the with the tall and lanky Joe Ingles better than Ferg does. So I think it was just like a, a body composition matchup, you know. Um, I mean that's fine. That's fine. I will say though, the a few times that Paul George did guard Donovan Mitchell, including was it uh, is it the end of the fourth quarter, or the end of the overtime, where Paul George just hounded the shit out of Donovan Mitchell and almost stole the ball from like three times, and Donovan just couldn't do anything. Um, so yeah, I I think they could have let Paul see Donovan Mitchell a little bit more, but overall, I wasn't too upset with that. Um. From at Drinking Tea, he asks, when does T. Ferg start getting respect from the refs? That's an interesting question because Ferg picks up a lot of fouls. We've seen that. Defensively, he picks up a lot of fouls. Some of them tonight I thought were really questionable. The one that fouled him out, I thought that he was straight up and Donovan Mitchell went into his chest. Uh, So I, I don't agree with that foul. And then I would say like three of Ferguson's fouls were he's guarding Donovan Mitchell Mitchell comes up to get a dribble handoff from Rudy Gobert coming over the top of his screen. Ferg is tailing him, and Donovan like bumps Ferg into the screen to get a foul call. Or Donovan just stops and lets Ferg bumps, bump into him to get a foul call. And Ferguson got very upset. That's why I got the technical with the ref, because Ferg was upset a lot at how that game was being officiated, and I can't really blame him. Um so I don't know, you know, it's, I would say probably not till next year. Does do the ref start like giving Ferg uh, a longer leash? Two more, a couple of fun ones at L taker four says, did that actually just happen? Yup. I wish I had the sounder from, from Step Brothers when he says, did we just become best friends? Yep. Cause that's my answer to that question. And their last one. From Chinko, Chenko, at, or sorry, not at, hashtag MVPG. He is at CMF official. How the F am I going to sleep tonight? Bro, you're probably not going to sleep tonight. Here's what you need to do is you need to watch those replays of that Paul George game winner. Go fire up the, the Xbox, play some Apex Legends. Um, Anthem just came out. I'm probably going to play that whenever I get off this podcast. So do that, and uh, and maybe you will you will find some comfort and find some sleep. I I can't promise that, but it's maybe a good place to start. With that being said, we're at about twenty two minutes. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's play some bumper music for you guys on your way out. Once again, the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Utah Jazz tonight in an absolute double overtime thriller. 148 to 147. Paul George hits a floater over Rudy Gobert for the game. Thunders clinch the season series, the t- not the series, but the tiebreaker against the Utah Jazz. 
start to put more of a solid hold on that three seed. And they're right back at it. About 16 hours from now, Saturday night, 7 o'clock in the peak, the Thunder versus the Sacramento Kings, who are fighting for the eighth seed in the West with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers. Should be a fun one. We'll be back at you guys with another post-game pod tomorrow night, so make sure you tune in. If you haven't already, go on iTunes, drop us a five-star rating. It takes like 20 seconds at max. Just click on our podcast, scroll down where they got the stars, click the fifth one so they all light up. It puts a smile on my face. Y'all take it easy. Have a good weekend. As always, thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.